Before we start this show, just a word from our sponsor. 20 by 20 Apparel. Founded in 2015, 20 by 20 Apparel brings original tributes to pro wrestling's classic arenas, moments, and events. They look to spotlight the bloopers, bleeps, and body slams along with the biggest, smallest, strangest, and strongest that pro wrestling has had to offer. Along with their awesome line of pro wrestling apparel, they do offer many services. In the world of wrestling, there are hundreds of shirts, promotions, flyers, social media accounts, and ads. Don't get lost in the sea of parody shirts and display fonts. They can provide professional graphic design services at a reasonable price. 20 by 20 also hand screen prints all the tees in-house. If you would like to discuss possible run of tees, posters, koozies, foam fingers, or whatever, drop them a line. Go to 20 by 20 apparel. That's the number 20 X, the number 20 apparel.com. Now let's get to the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bum me, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my asses. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, Kelly K. Fresh Fraser, and this is episode 104. In this episode, we are joined by the London-based pop rock and punk band, Dream Wife. Recorded backstage during their Detroit tour stop at the L Club, the members of Dream Wife, Alice, Raquel, and Bella, sat down with yours truly to talk about their rise to popularity, their humble beginnings, how the band got started, the roles of women in the music industry, and the discussions that still need to continue. Along with their open call for women and non-binary artists in select cities to open their shows. So let's get on to the interview with Dream Wife. We're at the L Club in Detroit with Dream Wife. Please introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Raquel. I'm Alice. And I'm Bella. All right. I first heard of Dream Wife when the song Let's Make Out was started to blow up on BBC Radio, specifically with, uh, from Annie Mack on her show. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is awesome. Like, how did it feel? Like, because you guys weren't, you know, a band for that long to, like, for, like, BBC Radio just to, like, start playing your record like that. I mean, it's like we were kind of like this feral band for a while before, before we got kind of, like... I guess more involved in the industry. I think we, we figured it out on our own terms for like a year or whatever before before actually people were that aware of us. And I think we were lucky to have that time, but yeah, it, it certainly feels like things have happened really quickly, especially since the album came out. Um, yeah, I guess it was a great step for it not just to be a live sound 
but to have like interest from like the BBC and Annie Mac and Hugh Stevens and other wonderful people that have played us a lot. <laughs> How did everybody meet? Well, me and Bella met when we were 16 at a Battle of the Bands in a, a kind of village near where we lived in, in southwest England. Uh, but then I guess we moved to Brighton to study art and then Bella and Raquel lived together. Uh, but do you want to continue the ne- to the next stage? Well, that's how we met. Uh, me and Bella randomly moved in together. We were all studying at the same art school in Brighton. And yeah, that's how we met. We haven't met yet, Raquel. We met through music. We're sisters of rock now. <laughs> How is it like kind of growing up in a small village? Like isolating and like you know you want to leave. I think you know it's like when you find people that are on your vibe, you know you want to hold on to them and you know there's more, more in the world than just like the way these people think in this old-fashioned place kind of thing. Like I think it may, makes you fight for stuff that you want in a sense. It makes you find that out, I think. I think as a kid it was really great, you know, like a lot of freedom to like run around in fields and like, yeah, yeah. But as a teenager it was really tough. Like there wasn't much in the way of culture. But I, I mean, I guess that's why we both ended up in bands during that time. It's like due to a lack of culture, you just kind of have to make your own. Was there something about that upbringing that has like really been sort of the fabric of the band? I mean, maybe it's this, maybe like I said, like that year, maybe when we were more of a feral band before, maybe we were involved with the industry so much. It was like a thing of figuring out it out on our terms for ourselves. And I feel like definitely when you're growing up in a place that feels isolated, isolated from culture in a sense, it, it's like something where maybe that kind of like thicker skin and kind of figuring it out on your terms, that's definitely f- like carried through to this band. But I mean, yeah, I guess in, in other ways probably too, it's, it's been extra exciting almost as well because it's like we're in the world now and like this isn't the countryside anymore kind of thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I think it's it's extra fun. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe a kind of resilience to um, to surrounding trends in a sense that like we stick to our guns and we know know what path we want to follow for ourselves somehow. But I mean, there's so much more to it than just us growing up in the country to give us that. If you see what I mean. But we definitely didn't grow up in LA. <laughs> we're not we're not part of that machine. No, no. <laughs> we have we have our own type of machine. I'm from Iceland. But I don't I don't think Reykjavik is countryside, but some people do. <laughs> when you get out of the 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 small town small village, like what's the first thing that you were doing? Like what I know you had to just like be just kind of going, you know, blowing up like just kind of itching to do something what was like the first things that you were doing i mean really it was just like taking joy and being able to like walk to the shops or walk to your friend's house (laughs) or like being able to do anything past six o'clock in the evening it was pretty mind-blowing i don't know what city kids like what what that's what's that what that's like can't imagine it right (laughs) to be around like stuff all the time yeah, we were always just around stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that really sums it up, being around stuff. Yeah, there's <laughs> stores right down the block, you know, and there. Really, it was a lot of dancing. When we were getting kicked out of all bands. Yeah, that was the first thing we did when when we got to Brighton. Yeah, dancing, a lot of dancing. <laughs> and being kicked out of a gay club. Yeah, we yeah. kicked out of the local gay bar as soon as we got into that city. Oh, tell us about that. <laughs> I just remember us rolling around on the floor with like this fish bowl, which was a massive bowl full of vodka with loads of straws coming out. And we were just like... Ice like at each other. <laughs> 
just let these countryside freaks just like let wild somehow. It was kind of like the rules didn't apply, but like we were figuring it out. Yeah, we didn't really know how to behave in a club. (laughs) (laughs) This explains a lot about our first interactions, actually. (laughs) You're just a couple of the country girls. We just don't know how to how to how to act. You're just like figuring it out as you go. Remember that time you guys got black lipstick and put it on every single one in the after party after yeah. a show? I mean, there's been multiple times when that's <laughs> happened. The, the black honey one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And everyone was covered in some kind of like black <laughs> lipstick stains, and and you didn't you didn't embrace like you weren't like talking to anyone or I guess like whatever, hanging out with people, you were just like taking them aside and covering them in black lipstick. Yeah, not I mean not just their lips, right. but other parts of their body? Just the lips. Oh, okay. And so maybe some satanic signs around the cheeks. Oh, so you're just making everybody well. goth. Yeah, basically, yeah. yeah. You show the party, make them goth, then leave. I mean, I think it's a thing as well of like making your own fun. I think when there's like nothing to do, you make your own fun. I think like Bella said, you're drawn to maybe making music or like like Raquel said, it's like maybe the rules of like a club don't apply in the same way. It's like this thing of making your own fun is it's definitely part of dream life as well. I think we're yeah. playful people in that way. And I think there's a creativity to like just doing things for yourself and approaching it creatively. And it's Regardless yeah. of whether that fits with yeah. the, the idea of what is like socially acceptable or what like culture says right. should be done in that situation. Yeah, that's what I got out of the band from the moment that I heard, heard dream life was like, you guys are making your own fun. And like, w- when you first started making music together, what was sort of what was going on? What was the ideas that were sprouting out? Actually, I'm wondering before we answer this question, did you watch the video to Let's Make Out? Oh yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like captured the complete essence of of you know you basically you know this is of course we take the music seriously, but there's so much element of play. And that video is like 50 friends of ours making out with each other at a glossy American prom, which was shot in a town hall or a community center yeah, in London. It was in town hall or something, wasn't yeah. it? Like right. Yeah, <laughs> but this yeah. kind of idea of it being playful and fun and consent. And uh, yeah, I'm glad you watched that video. Oh, definitely. I know I loved that song as soon as I heard it, like from listening to Annie Mac's show. And I was like, dude, this is. Fantastic. Then I saw there was a video, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this. Wait, what was the question again? I forgot it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I just want to talk about Let's Make Out. <laughs> oh, no. I was just saying how how you guys create fun, you I know. Mean, I guess, yeah, I feel like that's some kind of summarizes yeah. it. Yeah, summarizes I mean, it, maybe another thing to say about that is, like, for instance, with the video for Let's Make Out, we worked with our friend Aidan Zamiri and uh, Alex Russo on uh, she was styling, he was directing. And it's that thing of, like, inviting our friends, I think, into our creative realm to play. And it's that thing of it's a conversation, but we're all playing together, and it just it creates that vibe. And I think it shows through in the video. It shows through in in the work we like to make. But ultimately, it's about working with people that we trust, and I think inspire us. Right. And often, more often than not, they're our friends. And I think that's something exciting about this project in a big way. We also made loads of friends during that <laughs> shoot. <laughs> like we made so many f- more friends during that video. I would think uh, so. We made a lot <laughs> of friends. Uh, they also made a lot of friends. There was a few, like, 
few um, unexpected dates that happen, I, I presume, after that shoot. <laughs> um, yeah, but the same as well thing about allowing creativity not just to be the three of us or the four of us with our drummer, Alex, but also to trust other people's vision Yeah. if th you're on the same plan yeah, and, you yeah. and you're both in it to, yeah, to trust each other and enjoy the fun. How important is like an aspect of community to dream wife and everything that you do? I mean like completely important. I think it's like this project is so much bigger than us three people, us four people. It's it's about community. It's like this thing wouldn't exist without community. It's like I think it's we have to acknowledge the people surrounding and supporting because without that, this wouldn't be possible. And what would be the point of this as well? I think it's, it's about those people. It's about the community and about what you can bring to that and the solidarity through that, I think. Um, yeah, us three people are like the tip of the iceberg, you know? <laughs> it's like the whole, the whole belly of the beast is like as much a part of it, you know? Which is great because it grows. You know, the more you can play shows, the more songs you write or, you know, we're only on our first debut album. And it's so great to be able to be able to invite people into that world and let them roam free. When you know when you're out doing shows, you have all these people, you know, come to your shows. People listening to your music, you know, what do you hope your fans get out of listening to Dream Life? Fun. I hope they have fun. <laughs> Word of the day: <laughs> fun. fun. <laughs> we're Dream Life, and we're all about fun. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I hope as well it's it brings a kind of empowering message to everyone in the crowd. We talk a lot about gender in our music and sort of about freeing yourself from it. Yeah. To not to be confined within within that and being able to express yourself, being able to feel safe in the space, be able to just be yourself and and be with a bunch of strangers or friends and in, in the crowd and have fun <laughs> at a Dreamwife no, gig. Exactly. I think it's totally a thing. If, if, if it's a safe space and people are respectful of everyone else there, fun is possible. And I think this is the thing, especially for, for women coming down to the shows, I think it's this thing of if, if women feel like that's a space for them as well, then everyone can have fun together. And I think, you know, at a rock show, for a woman to be able to go in and feel feel comfortable, feel safe, is so important because I think otherwise it's this idea of fun. Fun is actually something that I think for a woman at a rock show often can feel kind of, that wouldn't be the word necessarily you'd use if you were going to say a rock show alone or something. I think right. it's this thing of, if everyone there can, can be there respectfully together, I think fun is possible. But I think fun isn't just a word that is like that. Like, there's the fun, like we're playing, there's the fun. I think it's about this message we're projecting of respect and safe spaces that allow for this fun to happen within that space. And I think it's about the conversations surrounding the show and the conversation we're having with the crowd at a show that allow for fun. And fun isn't just an immediate, like, easy thing. I think it's about it's about respect. Fun is yeah. we build yeah. together with trust. But yeah, it's kind of complicated. It's kind of complicated. But it's good in that <laughs> way, too. It's, it's also about creating safe spaces for everyone. Yeah. And also sort of, like, discussing as well, like, you know, toxic masculinity and yeah. um, positive aggression and um, this kind of way of everyone to sort of, yeah, to be on the same level at a rock show and feel safe and comfortable I mean comfortable but feels like safe and to be able to let themselves go without feeling the judgment of others yeah. right right or the, or themselves a lot of those topics can be you know 
very stressful, have a lot of, you know, take a lot of energy to really, you know, put it out there. Where do you find the strength to be so outs- outspoken about all of this stuff? I mean, I think it's just this is the way it's, it's coming out. I think it's a thing where, you know, we've we've been doing this project for probably nearly four years now, and I think it's something where the more we've the more we've done this, the more maybe our message has become apparent to us by doing it. And I think it's like it's a it's a very kind of natural part of the performance to stand for these things and expect a safe space and, and reinforce that in the message or reinforce the fact you know don't don't expect anything from yourself that society projects on you beca- based on gender, whatever, whatever. I think it's, all of these things are just, they're part of it at this point, that it's not something that just happened overnight where it was like, oh, we're going to reinforce these messages at our shows. It just feels like it's part of it, and you couldn't take that away from the live show now, but it doesn't feel like it's an extra energy. It just feels like it is the energy, and that's all woven together at the show. As well, like, I think when we're writing songs and music, like, honesty is such an important part. Oh, great hat, Hoppy. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but I think you can't always play the same show every night. You have a different audience. You're in a different place. You're in a different vibe. You're in a different mood. But I think it's just really important to keep that honesty within, or else it's just going to become, you know, you're talking into the mirror every day, which is the audience. And, w- you know, what is happening in around you or or what you're feeling or what you feel from the audience especially like what kind of what kind of vibes are you getting embracing it and lifting each other up and also if you want to discuss stuff discuss it and if you don't want to that's fine too what sort of feedback do you get from your audience about these very important subjects that you guys try to convey um during one song in our set there's one song called somebody which is a song that both it confronts rape culture and it confronts um, the ideas of gender norms and there's a lot of solidarity in that song um, and understanding and it's great um, often after sets and especially after that song sometimes people feel as though that they can really trust you and it's really interesting meeting people who come up to you and want to share an experience or also want to say like that song really helped me or your album you know has so much um something in there just makes me so happy and it's really great to hear that kind of feedback and one they say like one of the best um one of the best compliments we can ever receive is when someone comes up to us and tells us i want to start a band like i love that i don't play an instrument i want to start a band you're like yeah (laughs) you don't have to play an instrument just do like just call your friends and you know put something together dance or, or something yeah. and just like do whatever you want to do there shouldn't be these restrictions on you and people feeling that there aren't restrictions on them and then feeling empowered and then feeling inspired or then them sort of just yeah i want to start a band that's <laughs> the best compliments <laughs> that's fantastic that's fantastic um on this tour you were offering the opening slot to uh either female bands or non-binary bands now talk more about that idea I mean, I think for us, really, it's it's a matter of practicing what we preach. I think touring, it, it seems like, really, it was kind of just like, why haven't we been doing this already? You know, I mean, it was kind of like, we should have we should have done this already. Why aren't why aren't we approaching every tour this way? It, I think when we have this platform, you know, it, but I mean, I just mean it in terms of like, when you're touring and you're, you're standing for, 
you know, solidarity amongst women in music, whatever, whatever. It's it's really important, I think, for us to be touring in a way that actually reflects that and, and is feeding back into, into those communities and showcasing those communities. And I think the, the response we got, I think it was like 133 or something. What? Re- sorry, 433 <laughs> uh, responses to the uh, submissions. It was like the fact there was that many, I think it only goes to show that, you know, these these voices exist this talent exists but like where are the platforms for it and i think it it just seemed yeah it seemed really important for us to tour this way particularly for this tour given yeah given how things have grown but ultimately i think for uh, it's always been an amazing thing touring tapping into kind of the local scene in the different places we go and seeing what's going on there so it seemed really important to get you know local female non-binary acts to support us on this tour it's been great too yeah it's it was 433 in one week wow and that that was just through our socials and a few other publications, mainly in England. And it was so amazing. Go, it took us weeks to go through it all. And it was incredible seeing all the talent. And on this tour um, around the USA, it's our first headline tour. Yeah. This is like, we've never done this before. Uh, not in this part of the world. You know, we're leaving our comfort zone from England and Europe. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it's great. It's been the most amazing trip. And as well... What we're so happy we decided to do the submission because every single night we're getting to know an amazing local band, um, and it's just it's it's made this trip worthwhile. What are you learning from all of that? What are we learning from all that? Sorry, what are we learning from? Sorry, from what I was just grabbing this drink. <laughs> from, <what? laughs> from from meet, meeting these amazing bands, oh, like okay. actually having all the submissions and doing. I mean, the, yeah. it was it. It just seems like it's kind of like, it's just this amazing thing. I think that people wanted to engage with with us in that way, and I think actually meeting the support at so far, it's it's just great to have a chat with them. Like you know, just about anything. It's great, kind of these people that have come through this kind of competition, and that they're real people with real talent and these amazing songs that really f- you feel something from. And right. I mean, it's just it's it's like it's just I don't know what to say. It's just it's just real. You know what I mean? It's it feels like important to to be face to face with these people, and I think supporting them directly in that way. Oh, sure. It's also like we want to get to know them. We want to get to know them. What's going on with with you in this part of the world? Mm-hmm. And like especially tonight, we have a band called Non-Binary. They're just called Non-Binary. Right. That's their name. Yeah. <laughs> and they're so exciting, and we cannot wait to see them live. Mm-hmm. So like this kind of idea, and you know, you just you saw when we just met them, and it's just we get to meet all these incredible mm-hmm. characters and friends that we hopefully will have, and bands that we can recommend, and like it's just great. And it could kind of grow because, you know, there's a lot, you have all these festivals, but there's not a lot of women acts exactly. on these festivals. Mm-hmm. So the more you're doing this, the more it can kind of grow. We wanted this to also be an open discussion for um, other bands, for promoters or festivals. Uh, <laughs> we wanted this to sort of be like, hey, we got 433 in one week. There's a bunch out there. There are so many talented people. They yeah, don't say there isn't any women out there. Exactly. We got lo- There's Who's loads. There? And this is only from our channels, so it's like there's so much incredible raw talent out right. there. And what doing the submissions this way, 
like with through social media and stuff it's like this very direct communication between us and the bands that applied so it's like completely bypassing all this kind of middleman industry sort of stuff where like i think a lot of um really great bands just kind of get missed like we were reading about one band in the uk and they were saying that um they never get booked to play with the male bands that come through and then they try and get on the bill with like a kind of female fronted act and the promoters are like no then the night will be too feminist um so it's like how, how are you ever going to win yeah, then? if you can't play with the yeah. women because it's too girly you can't play with the men because you're not taken seriously you know it's like it's yeah it's exciting to be able to provide that like kind of direct link somehow when when you're a, a band you know an all women band What's is it, has there been any sort of obstacles you've had to go through, you know, dealing with the treacherous waters of the music industry? Well, we got our friend Alex Paveley on drums. Um, he's had some pretty strange comments said to him as well. Yeah, yeah. He, we've been asked why we don't have a female drummer, which is really weird, because Alex is our friend and he's a great drummer. So that's why it wasn't as if we decided to be a band just because we all. Of the three of us have vaginas, that wasn't. It isn't like you're, yeah. you're 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 not like specifically an all women band. You just happen to be three girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three friends, you know. And it's not it's not a hard, you know, hard like you know rule. You know, it has to be all girls in this band. No, no you just happen to be. It's this really difficult double bind though between being not taken seriously as a woman and being fetishized as a woman as well. So yeah. it's like, yeah, the kind of trying to find this place in where you're not either of those things and you're just taken seriously but yeah I mean it, it has been a struggle at times and it is a struggle at times but it's it's the way it is <laughs> and we're like we're just incredibly lucky to have this platform that we have you know it's like not not that many women get to at this point but yeah hopefully but we've also earned it yeah we've played a lot of live shows but we've I tried mean, to. I'm sure a lot of other people have earned it too, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, just like. We're lucky. We're lucky in some ways, but I think also we, we've really worked hard to be able to be on the platform we're at as well. Mm. I think it's that thing, though. It's like we've worked hard, like, on our terms. We've figured it out on our terms. And I think that's the thing where I think, like, early meetings we had maybe with. Le like major labels and stuff it's like before we'd figured it out on our terms people trying to put you in a box or oh you'd fit here or you could be this you could be that it's like you're seen as a product rather than like an artist and I think yeah I just think we're lucky to have had time to figure it out on our terms and be in this position now where we can like offer up support slots to female non-binary people and just be in a position to tour in this way with these songs that like are our songs do you know what I mean it's like it feels like yeah feels like it has been a lot of hard work but yeah definitely like good position right now how do you sort of deal with that you know art versus it being a commodity you know when you're trying to be a successful band mm -mm -mm. i mean the thing is like for us really we're in a position where i think like bella said we've got this amazing team of people around us now that trust what we want to do and i think they can help us project it in bigger ways than we've ever been able to before but ultimately it's like still the same seeds it's still the same three people at the core of this it's like just we're able to operate in a in a bigger way and i think the actual 
workings of things haven't changed since the start. We we're still the same three people. I think we've just figured out what we want to do a little bit more and we can be more kind of like, I don't know, like to the point about that maybe, but ultimately it still feels like the same three people that were at art school trying to like rebel against the rules and did this thing that was just their <laughs> thing. It's like, it's still that vibe. It's still that vibe, but we can just project it bigger now. How important is it to have male allies in this music industry? I mean, it's a qu I think like the conversation of equality in the music, music industry is equally about men calling men out as it is about women calling men out or whatever. I think sexism, everyone has to be involved and on board. Definitely men and women. What sort of discussions do you hope will you know, come out of your time being, having this band, Dream Wife, you know, and then whatever is just kind of coming out of these tours. What sort of discussions that you hope will continue to go on throughout the upcoming years? I mean, hopefully just a, con like, continuation. I think it's this thing of, like, not letting discussions drop because I think then things get forgotten about and then right. I think the ways of the world just stay the same. And I think it's about continuing conversation, continuing that kind of transparency and within the industry, and I think... T change happens over time, nothing happens overnight, and it's about everyone being on the same page and hopefully that will make for change. But it takes time, <laughs> it takes time. Looking at the few, the, the few years that Dream Wife has been a band, you know, what sort of sticks out in your mind is like those, you know, those first early years, those early times of just putting the band together, what sort of sticks out in your mind? I mean, we did this really weird tour of Germany. <laughs> 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 we were sleeping on like Flixbus, which is a bit like um, the Greyhound, I guess, yeah. or the Megabus. Um, and yeah, I d this, this woman that we don't really know booked it for us and we had like virtually no gear and like every night was like a totally different, bizarre and sometimes slightly frightening sort of situation. <laughs> And, you know, there were some, like, pretty good shows and then some shows where you're just, like, playing to kind of five drunk German men um, in, like, a very, very strange bar in a very small village oh. in Bavaria. Nice. I once played in a Russian wedding hall. Oh. And it was the... They were feeding us trays of meat and we were all vegetarians trying to say no. <laughs> and uh, they, were all, they only spoke Russian. But we were in Germany. It was all very confusing, but we had a good time. And I think through like being in these situations where you have literally no idea what to expect every single day, where the Flix bus is going to drop us off. So um, be able to go through that and live to tell the tale, and and also sort of find the humor in it. And being in you know situations where you're like, where are we? <laughs> 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 Why are we sleeping in hospital beds? But yeah, I think it was like, <laughs> thing at, like definitely at that time, like I think like those early tours where it was just us sleeping on like coaches doing our own sound every night. It was like that thing is what really I think we found a major solidarity as a band through those those tours. Right. And I think that was a, I think if we hadn't hadn't done that, I don't think we would be the same band today in I don't know what way, but I think it was like kind of like us earning our chops, but also like figuring it out like by ourselves like out in the <coughs> middle of nowhere like i think once once we have a, had a tour manager once we had like this team around us it's like touring feels really easy in a different way yeah like it's just not the same but touring feels like very different to back then and i think that was just hard in different ways but challenging in ways that i think has been really it's really shaped what this project was you know 
and w what it is. To sort of wind down this interview, uh, if if you had to sort of like extract like a nugget of knowledge from your life and career in this band, you know that anybody listening to this doesn't matter if they know your band or even like music or whatever, whatever their artistic avenue is, and they could apply it to their life, what would that be? To make your own rules. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, people often think that some person in a suit or some person who knows better or is older than you or, they're not right. They're not always right and like go with your gut feeling and if you don't think it's a good idea, don't don't necessarily feel the need to do it. Gut feelings. And also go look within your own community. Like th there isn't gonna be an answer waiting for you in New York or London or like start with your local community, get like involved in that. Or just message a bunch of your friends in a different country and say, Hey, let's do something fun. <laughs> great. All right, it's been great talking with uh, you three. Uh, where can uh, people go online to uh, get more information about Dreamwife? can Google Dreamwife, but it's going to be a pretty interesting Google search. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> we tried to get dreamwife.com. It was taken. Wait, what was it? What was it? I don't know. You saw it. Well, what's dreamwife.com? It's a different kind of service than what we provide. <laughs> 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 um, so we got dreamwife.co. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Very, very different, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, have an interesting Google search. Right. See what comes up. Right. I'll, I'll do that when I get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, it's, great, it's been great talking with you. Yeah, Thanks. Really fun. <laughs> fun. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my interview with the women of Dreamwife. It was awesome to talk with them. All the links where you can check out their music will be in the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com. So let's get on to the Fresh of the Word, Fresh Pick of the Week. This episode's pick is actually a band that was also on tour with Dreamwife, who I was incredibly impressed by during their Detroit stop. And this is the Los Angeles-based band, Russo. The band is headed by Kaylin Russo, who is the daughter of Unwritten Laws, Scott Russo. Along with Kaylin Russo, the band is that only formed earlier this year includes Tyler McCarthy on guitar, Haley Brownell on drums and backing vocals, and Sean Ritchie on bass. This band is just pure fun and doesn't take themselves too seriously with this great indie pop rock sound that is not only energetic, but also funky. Russo's EP... House with a Pool is available now, and the link to purchase and stream it will also be in the show notes for this episode at freshofthepodcast.com. So that's another episode in the books. And before we get out of here, I definitely want to remind you how you can support the podcast. You can always go to freshofthepodcast.com and share any links that you see on the website on any of your social media. I also want to give a shout out to Knox Money, Bang Belushi, and Foul Mouth for the theme music for Fresh of the Word. And also, if you want to subscribe to Fresh of the Word, we're everywhere. We're on all the, the streaming platforms for podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher Radio, Mixcloud, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, 
in Radio Public. Go to any, just go anywhere where there's podcasts, type in Fresh to the Word, and we'll probably be there. And please, leave a rating or review and or review or whatever on any of those platforms, especially Apple Podcasts, would definitely help out the show and getting the word out there about getting getting the fresh word out there of fresh is the word and also if you want to follow me online you can follow me at kelly omega fresh on twitter and instagram and at facebook.com slash kfresh and also you can follow fresh of the word online on twitter at fitw podcast on instagram at fresh of the word podcast and on facebook at facebook.com slash fresh of the podcast Another episode in the books. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and good night. Fresh is the word.